as he said, oh, we're live. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to another episode of Live Lunch, uh, where we are going to be unpacking the sermon that we heard last uh, Sunday, which Toby Ford Western spoke to us on. Penultimate Penul- time in the show. What's the episode? Penultimate episode of Live Lunch. Of the series we've got two more, Easter. three more weeks of Resilient. We've got two more after. Two more after, yeah. yeah. Well, Sorry, no, we will be taking a break now. for Easter, so Matt and I can uh, eat, what, what but we do? offline. We can, yes. we can go out for lunch together we're on Tuesday and just go out somewhere. <laughs> we're so not going to do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow, thanks. <laughs> just, I heard you guys never talk apart from in this This setting. is our one point of the week. This is where we connect with each other as well. Not that I wouldn't want to have lunch with you, but we should see our families. That's probably what we Yeah, that's true. So we either do live lunch or see our families. <laughs> that's all I said at the moment. Uh, but before we jump into the um, the unpacking of the sermon, we have had a major cultural moment that happened over the you weekend. Can say that. Um, yeah, you might not say that. And we were, we were talking about this earlier, but we thought, hey, this would be a good conversation to have live, you know, so anything can get said and you can use this video to send angry emails I think emails what we like to, to do is Matt. we like to dabble we like to dabble in the affairs of the world sometimes we like to throw our two cents in, in conversations that are happening and maybe, maybe it's helpful maybe it's not but we'll, like, we'll, what we'll are these guys on about? but you probably know we uh, there was the, the Oscar Awards this weekend and Chris Rock who was hosting the uh, he wasn't hosting the awards he was hosting the and um, he was presenting an, an award right um, and he said something offensive about Will Smith's wife Jada Smith and Will Smith in reacted in anger and got up and slapped um, Chris Rock and sat down and swore at him and stuff. Uh, and obviously, well done to, Chris, uh, to, to Will Smith for winning the Oscar award. But really, this people are now saying this is the, what will be remembered of the Oscars, the, the moment yeah. where Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Now, whilst we're not condoning uh, what Chris Rock said and not, you know, that laughing, uh, cracking jokes to somebody's wife isn't something any of us would ever do uh, even on the live lunch set but not on a Sunday preach. We've not come to blows yet have we? We, we haven't <laughs> but we've seen, we've, we've seen something where something offensive was said and it was reacted with in violence and just wondering is, a, is, that, is that is that violence okay? Is that appropriate? Or Cubs, what are yeah. your thoughts on this? Well I, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I think I, think I want to encourage those of us who are Christians when these things happen to see how people react to it and to to watch on and to to see what we can infer from that we'll all have our personal opinions on the the thing Um, but it was interesting to me to see yeah just how people um, this is is a right and wrong thing and I guess um, you know when you have a Christian um, perspective on life you have what right and wrong is kind of clearly defined by scripture and who God is. And so we can say, yeah, to actually just hit someone because you didn't like what they said is wrong. And to, to insult someone just because you, just for a laugh is not, not right either. But what's interesting to me is that the way, um, you know, without that framework, for people who, for many people in the secular culture that we live in aren't Christians or aren't religious at all, but they're having a really strong sense and, and conflicting sense of what is right and what is wrong and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and that sort of thing. And I think I, my, my, one of the, my reflections on that is um, it raises a topic that has been raised in the last few weeks and months, again, with comedians in particular, about what is okay to say and what should not be said and what can be acceptable and what is it allowed to say and the whole freedom of speech thing. And I think, I think that is an in, 
interesting and important topic for us as Christians, as as we are in a Western context, and I think it's it's a, a conversation that we need to monitor monitor closely mm-hmm. because I think the more people say, well, no, people shouldn't be saying offensive things. We've got to be careful because actually many people increasingly are starting to say that what Christians have to say is offensive and even dangerous. And so actually, generally, I would say the uh, a culture that is pro-freedom of speech and, and allows people to say things even others find offensive, like that's a cost that we have to bear in order to have a platform of free speech, which mm. generally for where we are right now in a, in a historical context um, is kind of good for Christianity mm. because we do preach through message of the cross <laughs> it's offensive we call people to repentance mm. of sin um, and increasingly for on particular issues as we mm. probably well know there are things that people say well the Christians can't say that anymore you can't speak like that you can't talk about repentance you can't talk about even Christ being the only way and all those sorts of things like so yeah mm. I, those are my mm. reflections on it. it it does stir up so many questions that we could spend like I guess an entire hour talking about um, you know at what point do you draw that line between speech that is acceptable and speech that is unacceptable because there, there would be some things that we just wouldn't say and you'd say it's appropriate for words or phrases or or even sentiment that's communicated being um taken away from from the public discourse and you wouldn't use those those words or those things but then again who decides what that line is who decides yeah. what what's right and what's wrong and yeah it's, it's a much longer question isn't it it mm. is a much longer question mm. but this live i think that i think we should jump into um unless toby is there anything you wanted to add to that no great <laughs> which is also a, no. a very no. wise response in so, and sometimes people should just shut their mouth and say I have nothing more to add to their conversation so you have modeled something exemplary well done Toby um, jumping on to our sermon so we looked at prayer but what Carp said is like that's not to disagree with what he said what he said is important I think that increasingly the fact that the whole kind of um, freedom of speech thing is going to really be a really useful help for Christians as we preach this book Hmm. but yeah Sunday Sunday tell us Sunday yeah Um, so the message was on um, uh, on prayer and it was uh, from James chapter 5 13 to 18 specifically and um, where James references Elijah and um, it was called ruling in prayer and really we explored um, something of what praying actually is and the high calling and noble calling um, and we looked at um, practical uh, help from Elijah and how he prayed and prayed extremely effectively that we may want to learn from uh, and so that's really what the, 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 the message was. Great. One of the things you said which was really arresting in a great way hmm. was talking about um, the sort of wrestling aspect of praying with God and you even said at one point that actually in that dynamic the spot you refer to as a prayer being a sparring mm. sparring and um, you're going to take some hits and talked about you know sometimes we pray for stuff and are disappointed or life circumstances we're trying to prevail in prayer and seeking for something that's not happening or we get doors slammed in our face and that sort of thing mm-hmm. I think understandably maybe some people would say, well, where are, you, where are you getting that from? You know, when Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, say, you know, come to say, our Father, talking, you know, talking family kind of language there. And so it's like, okay, but I thought that's how we're supposed to pray, bringing our heart towards our, of 
our Father God who hears us and cares for us and that sort of thing. Mm. Like this idea of wrestling, sparring, it's quite different. How do, how do we reckon that? Mm. I guess as that? an extension of that with our kids, we don't expect to use that kind of, we wouldn't use that kind of language to them right now. I, I don't want my kids to wrestle with me when they have requests. Sometimes it's just like I've said no, and that's it. That's the end of the conversation. Don't keep asking me again. You're being annoying. Okay. Uh, or if, they, if there's a genuine need that they have, I want them to come to me and ask me and I want to be generous with them if I can. Mm, yeah, no, it's a good question. I think that what Jesus says um, doesn't, uh, obviously, it, it is in the context of our Father. Um, and, and, you know, that makes that makes the question even more pronounced, doesn't it? Mm. Then, you know, like you just said, you wrestle, wrestle our Father. Well, what's that about? Mm. I think the best way to put it is, um, I describe it like this. Um, Easter is coming up. Think Easter. When you were younger, um, it's likely that your parents would have... Um, so an Easter egg hunt for you, right? They would have, they would have placed Easter eggs around the place and, and you know led you to 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 go and look for them. And the reality of that is, um, your parents weren't so much hiding the Easter eggs um, from you; uh, they mm. were hiding them for you. Right. Mm. Uh, it, it, <laughs> they want they they're there so that you can find. Um, and that's what God says. That's what Jesus says. He says knock and it will be opened to you ask and it will be given to you seeking you yeah. will find that God wants you to, to find um, and so and funnily enough when we think about what wrestling is and, and really you need to go to Genesis chapter 32 to, to look at Jacob wrestling with God uh, uh, which this is really where a lot of this you mentioned about where in the Bible uh, this is where it is um, when you think about what I'm a big wrestling fan I won't go into that Wrestlemania this weekend Wrestlemania whoop, whoop. 38 um, <laughs> 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 the return of Stone when you think about what wrestling actually is real wrestling not WWE um, actually it's 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 um, it's a funny old thing because when you're wrestling somebody um, you're actually getting really close to them like mm. almost intimately mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, and there are points when you're wrestling, it's inevitable um, that you'll come face to face. And um, God is all about face to face. And that's the, the goal of Christianity, to, to see God yeah. in the new heavens face to face. And so while you're kind of wrestling God and God is, is looking for you to, to wrestle him in prayer, um, he, he, he kind of is he, he's empowering you and it's kind of like you're grabbing onto him but he's he's grabbing onto you mm. and so wrestling when you are wrestling God in prayer for something for, for, for weeks months years sometimes even decades the experience often is like God is, a, is where is God he's not listening but you're wrestling he's holding on to you tighter than you could even imagine and when you look at Jacob um, in that specific story you really have to understand um, how old Jacob is in at this at that point in the story. Um, Jacob is around ninety-seven years old wow. in that passage of scripture, and he wrestles with Jesus all night. And you've got to ask the question: Surely God can tap out a ninety-seven-year-old? Mm. Like, why did it take eight hours, nine hours, however long, for 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 for, for Jacob to for God to wrestle him and to lose? So either we serve the kind of God that wrestles people and is like useless and weak, mm. or we serve the kind of God that empowers weak people to fight mm. and to win. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that really is what God is about. When, when we talk about wrestling, it's not kind of wrestling as a, um, 
opponent. He's wrestling you in a way like an Easter egg hunt, looking for you to find treasure um, for you that's laid up for you. And he's the one that's empowering you to do it, even in your weakness. Mm. And through it, you are closer than ever face to face. And that's actually what Jacob says at the end of that um, passage. He says, I have seen God face to face. It's this experience. He's like, whoa. And it only came through his his wrestling. Wow. Let's let's go really practical then. Talk about what what wrestling looks like, not WrestleMania. I've just seen that connection between (laughs) you're just justifying WrestleMania. Genesis 32. Oh my goodness. Um, Are you joining us? Are you going to watch (laughs) it? No, we, yeah, it's nice to have a hobby. That's fine. Um, uh, in your in your life, though, like, you know, take some take somebody who's heard what you've said on Sunday, and they're a Christian, they have a prayer life, but that when you're talking about wrestling with God and prevailing prayers, like, okay, that's something that I'm just a novice at. I'm just I'm just I want to I want to do it because I, I you've convinced me from the scripture. Mm. But how do you actually take a few? How do you take some steps forward? I mean, some people so take someone who's like their prayer life is they would pray for a few minutes on their own hmm. each day or something like that, like. How do you, and you know there's in there there's Thanksgiving there's some some mm. requests, but what I'm inferring for what you're saying the wrestling is takes more time. But how do you do? How do you go from like most of us get distracted after a few minutes of praying? Mm. Mm. I say you know if it's something I want to pray for like God give us you know financial provision. Mm. I've literally just said that. Mm. Now do I just say the same thing again or do I just use different words wow. to say the That's same thing? Like question. how how yeah, do I yeah. actually wrestle what does that actually mm. very practically yeah, look brilliant. like it's an excellent question really i think good. that um um okay starting very practically i think i mentioned on sunday you, you need to plan it in yeah um, um it may be helpful to mention my custom um take from it what is helpful uh, and don't take what is not my custom is to prayer walk i can't yeah. jesus talks about uh, shutting the door but also we see Elijah go to the top of a mountain he was outdoors yeah. he was in amongst nature I'm the latter um, so I go for an hour prayer walk um, every Monday to Friday 30 minutes first 30 minutes I sing to Jesus second 30 minutes I wrestle Jesus mm. generally speaking um, there's prayers of thanksgiving involved in there it's not you know um, and 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 I think having having that time, mm. that is my time with God. An hour in my lunch break. That's how it works for me. And in that, um, you begin. You find yourself wrestling. There are things that you obviously want to cover in prayer. If you take the financial provision, and you could say, "Oh God, you know, I, I, there's something that I need. Lord, please, would you provide for me financially in this area?" But what 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 you will find is that. Um, there is frustration, right? There's emotion. There's so much. Lord, it's been so long. Lord, yeah. I've yeah. I've had to endure this, and Lord, all my friends are buying houses, and yeah, oh yeah, Lord, yeah. and it's and so it's it's so much more than just do it. It's it's processing um, the emotion of it to God, who is yeah. a father, who is there to listen, and in amongst it, there comes a point that you start to petition him and ask him mm. and and then uh, what what is a good thing to do not because it takes a box um, but when you start to quote scripture back to him lord you said this right. and lord you are not a man that you should lie mm. and lord you said this you said this is what a christian is to expect lord yeah. you said this yeah. and i'm trusting you here help mm. me to mm. trust you come yeah. through for me come through for my family and you start to and it it, it can seem like, like, almost aggressive which is where the, the wrestling uh, with you know jacob comes in you, you hear people sometimes you Read your voice. Sometimes your tone gets higher. So it, practically, it, it does kind of it does kind of look like that. And it's it's important to say not every 
prayer this is one category of praying right and this we're talking about it but yeah. there's other categories yeah, as well absolutely. right but that, that's what I would um, that's what I do set out you must set out a, a, a time where you say this is my time with God otherwise it just it just practically won't happen and then you find as you start to begin to ask the juices start to flow and, and mm. you just begin to petition that's so good I think for me so if I can add to what Toby so brilliantly shared coming on the back of a, a season of really wrestling with God for something in prayer uh, and, and then seeing him answer is is, is the, the first place you want to start at is and to help you illustrate so I grew up in India and every time I go to visit and I, I moved to England uh, when I go back home to visit India when the first thing I do when I get off the flight is um, change my watch obviously my phone does it automatically uh, so I, I change my my analog watch to the new time and I'm living in that time I'm not living like on the England time I'm living in the Indian time mm. and likewise when I come back and I think the, f the first thing to do is just change your perspective in terms of knowing who God is mm -hmm. and understanding what he's capable of and, and quite often that in itself is an act of faith mm -hmm. it's like yeah. but I'm not seeing the evidence of it could it, it doesn't show in some areas but no that's that's all thinking mm -hmm. the thinking is God is good and he's a father and he's as you just said it, it's not he's not hiding easter eggs from you he's hiding easter eggs for you and I think just get getting that perspective starting with that perspective and just realigning your thinking of who God is is step number one but I think when you come out on the other side of when God does answer prayer and mm. this is probably you know you, you've we've both had long seasons of praying for houses and then finally you know we get the house that, and it's beyond what we imagined and suddenly that prayer request just feels really small it's like I can't believe God answered my prayer that God is, is 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 mindful of me. Now, of course, some people, you know, you don't make light of. There's some prayers that you know might not get answered this side, or you might not know why it wasn't answered this side of eternity. But you're just made even more aware of the bigness of who God is and how small mm. you are. And and I think that that again that just helps you. And it's, it's not like God is like, see, you wasted your time asking me for these things. I could have given it the other day. It's like no, but that just makes me worship God. No. Yeah, and I, I think that is quite special. But I think the other thing is, the other thing that I add is wrestling with God in in certain instances, and when you see the, the your prayer being answered, then helps you wrestle for other things. It just gives you faith to go again. <laughs> it gives you faith to to pray yes. for bigger yeah. things. And I, I found myself challenging myself for so many years. We've been praying for our own home, and I think that's absolutely important. But it's now okay. I've learned how to pray for my own home. Now I want to go bigger. I'll start praying for church. I'll start praying for for the people around me. I just want to bring in that earnestness and that intensity into my prayer for the city prayer for the mission prayer for the things that uh, God's called us to do God's called me to do God's called my wife to do and we see that in the scripture we see that time and time again we saw that in uh, the scripture on Sunday Elijah prayed three times uh, for the widow's son to be raised and then he prayed seven times yeah. for the, the rain to start I mean it, it's training God trains you from the smaller to the bigger we see that with David uh, tending sheep as a shepherd and then we see him tending the people of God as a shepherd um, and so the, the things that God puts us in it, it's kind of like the way I put it is like um, with the prayers that so many of us that are watching uh, this will be praying that like very practical things that are really important and vital to pray for um, and God will use those to train you it's like when a, a team a football team goes through the World Cup qualifiers right and uh, they're playing kind of the smaller teams so they can get to the World Cup finals and play the big teams you know the Brazils and, and things of that nature not the, Macedonians the, the, <laughs> the, the, the prayers that you pray now actually God's training you it's like just defeating seeing off mm. those smaller teams so that you can get to the big 
League leads and pray, mm. pray against Goliath, which for us, in our context, is a secular Western culture without mm. God. Mm. Um, and that's very much the case, that the more you pray and the more you see victories in prayer, the mm. more it emboldens you to, to pray and to, to fight and to win. Yeah, I think that, the, the other thing I'd add with, um, with wrestling with God is, in our Bible in a year plan, we read a portion of the psalm every morning. And I've just found, when, when you're praying for stuff and you're grappling for something, um, those psalms just come alive. And sometimes you're just praying back that psalm. But God, you said that you will not let your children be put to shame. Mm. So then oh, don't yeah. let me be put yeah. to shame. Oh, yeah. That's what the psalm says. Mm. And you can, and, and uh, I know we've been in a season of just earnestly praying for something for, for hours for the, the past three months. And almost like every psalm in the morning was just fuel for my prayer. But God, this is what it says. But God, this is what it says. And then in the psalms, it says, but there will come, come a day where, or there will come a morning where I will sing your praise in response to prayer being answered mm-hmm. and I, I remember the the morning uh, the next morning after our prayer was answered it was like that's what the psalm said mm-hmm. and god uh, this is that morning where i said i'll sing your praise and so i will sing your praise so i'm just really enjoying well the, the bible amazing. in the airplane really so give us a few examples of what that's looked like in your life what are mm-hmm. the things that you've wrestled and prevailed with yeah so there are many there are many things i i i I kind of describe myself as a bit of a scrapper, me personally. I like a bit of a, a scrap. Um, not reference to Will Smith. Some of those stories as <laughs> well. No, no reference to Will Smith. When I say scrap, I mean in prayer. I kind of, I'm up for it. Um, but, um, I've never seen you throw a punch, mate. No, well, yeah. I've Wait, it's Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acting, yeah. Mania. Um, it's, um, so so for, for, for us, uh, for me, um, Briefly, uh, myself, my wife Nina, we we for um, we were praying for a house. We we're praying for a house for for, for six years. Um, I worked out that I prayed thousands of times for that house. Um, I decided to fast at least once a week for at least two years, and we would pray together in the morning and in the evening. And I'd pray for in my prayer time. I set myself to to pray, and I guess you could say. Um, people get houses every day, right? Literally, people get houses every day. Um, for us, it was different. Um, we had, uh, at the time that we started to pray, £25,000 worth of uh, student loan debt and uh, also £25,000 worth of stupid loan debt, uh, a loan that I took out uh, in foolishness many years early into our marriage. So we were £50,000 in debt. So we were praying into that backdrop and background. So it wasn't just give us a house, it was we were in minus 50 grand. And by the grace of God, um, over that time, he did some significant miracles whereby actually he cleared the debt and then he went on and to provide us the full funding to be able to purchase a house and that we really wanted to do uh, hospitality and it's a house that we can um god ultimately did that and the way he did it i haven't got the time to go into it and i won't but a month before the house came up that you know we didn't know it even existed it came up god gave us the the full funding for the deposit and then we were able to purchase and and the rest is history and so all of that um and the i tell you the hours years years year after year after year after year of praying um god heard and um it's it's ultimately testament to a god that loves to hear prayer and i tell you what going again back to genesis 32 if you're watching this go there read it 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 will do you good um how i felt afterwards was interesting because jacob talks about walking with a limp uh, he was put, his hip was put out of joint and his, his prayer was answered it's like God was like yeah you're, I'm going to bless you and then he walks with a limp and um, that I experienced that I experienced yeah. just that thing it was this kind of after I remember getting the keys and the, I felt happy don't get me wrong um, 
But the overwhelming experience for three weeks after was I felt like I'd been in a war mm. and I'd seen things on the battlefield um, that I couldn't, mm. like I can't, I couldn't get over. And obviously you see horrible things on the battlefield, but it's like I saw God on the battlefield. And for the next three weeks, I just really, I was in a bit of a daze to be perfectly honest with you. It was kind of like Jacob wrestling with God. Like mm. that was, that happened. Like I wrestled with God by the grace of God and I won like I he gave me the victory it mm. joyfully yeah. like that that I'm reading this in the Bible that that was that's what happened that's what this has been and I've seen God in a new way yeah. face to face somewhat mm. and and it, I was walking with a limp I was I was just just dazed for about three weeks mm. thankfully that went but to be perfectly honest I, I can't I kind of miss it mm. right. <laughs> to be honest yeah. because it, it reminds me of the time when God helped me to to wrestle him and, and win. Yeah, yeah. I think it's nice. really important to say that as well. And I imagine through those you know years and years of praying, there are many of those of the many thousand times you prayed for it. Mm. I don't know what you want to say, but um, that you didn't. In sometimes we would hear that I think, oh, Toby, he's a great prayer warrior. Every morning it was like you were just so joyful about that. I'm sure there were moments of real darkness in there, real thinking, is this ever going to happen? Is this? Would you say Toby's a man just like us? <laughs> but but what I'm saying is like I think many people experience. We try yeah. and we start praying yeah. and we mm. get discouraged and we get and we all feel that we get discouraged and we want to give up and think, oh, it's, it's obviously working for other people, it's yeah. not working for me. But yeah. but I know from your journey, I'm sure there are many times that you felt this is ever gonna but you're still keep going mm. but it, it, the emotional up and down is probably quite a lot of down <laughs> oh my goodness yeah i mean as you say matt that's absolutely right you have look you have to, it's a fight it's, a, it's you're, you're wrestling right you've got to be up for it mm. Uh, mm. there will be like i said there will be times when you get whacked in the face yeah. like literally or you get winded and it'll feel like oh that happens and you've got yeah. to keep on going and what's yeah. what the beautiful the what i love so much about that story is that um that jacob and esau were brothers and um, Esau was a tough guy. Esau was like the Captain America. Esau mm. was the rugged one. He was the hunter. Uh, Jacob was like the uh, the the one that the father wasn't interested in. He dwelt in tents. It says he he was like just soft. Um, yeah, it was the one that God chose to wrestle him and yes. win was the mm. weakling. Mm. Uh, God made it. You could be watching here and listening and think, oh, I'm 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 not a, I'm not like Toby. He's a preacher. Look at him. Or Matt, he preaches. Or Johan, he's a public. All this kind of thing. He's a public. You're a well-known Christian celebrity. But Jacob was the one that God chose. Says, I want you to be the warrior. I want you to be the wrestler. It's not who you are. It's not your natural gifting. You don't know how to hunt or anything. But God chose him and made him a god wrestler and he, he got a new name after he after he um wrestled god and won he says i will no longer call you mm. jacob i'll call you israel he gets knighted mm. it's like god looks upon jacob and he's like well yeah. done yeah and he yeah. gives him a new name which means strives with god or prince with god and um and, and then that births the the, the 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 history of the nation of israel that yeah. that comes from him and it's a wonderful story it's a pivot and it all comes from praying and wrestling but Brilliant. to be sure there will be dark moments and uh you know 
he wrestled all night. I think there's something mm. in that, like all night, night darkness. So much mm. of wrestling is in the dark, mm. in the dark in that you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's before you. You're a bit confused mm. and dazed. And perhaps there's even an element of spiritual darkness that you're going through in that period as well. It comes with the territory, but you need to know that there is light. And if you persevere, mm. Jesus, will, God will answer your prayer. Um, I trust, I trust that he will. Brilliant. We have come to an end, but do we have time for two really quick questions, which I'm, I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, I, I think the, the, the first one is um, that feeling of when prayer gets answered and then the days that you go in and into and are almost like you can, you can almost feel like, oh, I'm beginning to coast, which I think if people are in a situation where by God's grace they have what they need and you know they're not in a place of an intense fervor need of prayer <laughs> which I, I, I totally relate to that when when that when you come out of those resting moments you kind of miss them to anything like, I really miss that mm-hmm. waking up and just really going now I mm-hmm. wake up and like yeah make a coffee <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would you say what would you say in that situation you know enjoy the rest and just enjoy God or would you say I don't know, what would you say? I would say um, that there is a, a time for everything, mm. uh, like Ecclesiastes says. And after, like I likened it to uh, a war, it is a kind of war. We, we call it wrestling. That's the, the biblical kind of word there. Um, there was a time to wrestle the season. For six years, it, that was mine. However long for you and Matt will have his own and other people will have theirs. And there's a time to rest and heal up. Mm. Um but don't you worry, mm. uh, God, God will get you up again, praying um, desperately mm. uh, for uh, and fervently uh, for for something else um, that will come. Uh, and I went through that process of thinking, Lord, I feel a bit like I was so lean, I was so uh, like warrior-like and calloused, and now I feel soft and like I feel like the intensity's dropped because I've got you gave it to me, and I just feel God saying, Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, yeah. there's, there's other stuff. And that doesn't Brilliant. mean that I don't pray about other things. But yeah, yeah that's reminded reality. me of Back to the Future. Remember Back to the Future? Right at the end. And he's gone through the whole thing and it's all sorted out. And then Doc comes back and the thing is like, it's your kids, Marty. Someone's going to be <laughs> telling about your kids. And they're like, oh, for the little adventure. And it's like the same thing. It's yeah. like, do your house. Yeah. Oh, it's your kids. you got to pray for your kids. That's yeah. the next thing. Gosh. I, and last one is, you know, are there any books or anything that you'd recommend people uh who want to grow in their in their prayer journey and their wrestling with God? Any books you recommend? Any resources you point people towards? Yeah, th- there are literally hundreds, <laughs> um, but the, the two that that come to mind one um, fairly well known one, um, Circle Maker. Oh yeah, great. Uh, by Mike Batter. Mark Shaw. Batterson. Mark Batterson. Batterson. Yeah. Um, that's an excellent yeah. book, uh, and and one slightly out of left field is uh, by a guy called Derek Prince, who I appreciate, um, who is uh, and it's called Secrets of a Prayer Warrior. It's very very good. <laughs> cool, I like that we recommended Derek Prince on Live Lunch. He's very good. Yeah, he's very good. Steph listened to the book uh, just like us. <laughs> I don't uh, know what's funny about that, but yeah, yeah I don't know what's funny. Because yeah. <laughs> Derek Prince says some interesting things as well. Oh, everyone says yeah, interesting things. Okay, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> you you say some interesting things on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Liston has written a book just like us uh, just like yeah a book on oh yeah yeah, yeah on it's like a short book on like Elijah and other Bible heroes um, cool next Sunday we've got yes. yeah next Sunday we're, in, we're taking a second week in the same passage and we're focusing on the first little bit of it because that is about I guess it's about the church it's about mm. um, 
being a community and coming to the elders and praying and healing and all those sorts of things wow. so um yeah that's great the, that's the sunday. so two preachers on the same set of verses we can hold the two up and compare and make notes and well, vote for two who different parts really. thing, so, uh, <laughs> thank you yeah. so much for joining us and what do you say back. about you saying stupid things on this <laughs> episode <laughs> <laughs> and we will be back next week for yeah. our last live lunch in the series but have a wonderful rest of your week thanks, thanks so much for joining us Tobes. no worries all right bye bye bye